BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer, Joel, Dennis, we got a lot going on. We got an Apple event today. We're going to talk about Oracle. We're going to talk about inflation because we get a CPI print at 8.30. We're going to talk casino stocks. They are weak this morning. We have a, a shutdown in Macau to worry about now or a weakness in Macau. So a lot going on in this market. Let's bring on Joel's charts right away. Let's get right to it. We got a lot to do, guys. Joel, good morning. How are we doing in the market? Uh, good morning, Spencer. We got some pressure on the December contract down three and three quarters handles at 55.75. I don't know if Dennis caught any of that fluff between four and 4.30. They jacked the spoos up another seven points from the actual close. It really doesn't seem like the close to me, but uh, maybe an inside day today. We're a ways away from the high from yesterday at 83 and a half and 20 handles off that low with 34.50. Uh, based on the weekly numbers, though, folks, the weekly numbers haven't been bearish in a long time, and they've turned. I don't know if it's the end of the world, but definitely we've turned on the weekly numbers. Uh, crude's helping out the markets, doing its best, up 28 cents at 70.74. Gold repelling off 1,800 once again, down 930. In 1985, silver back in the middle, 23 handled, down 28 cents at 23.51. Uh, by the dip in Bitcoin yesterday, uh, up 1290, 46,105. Ethereum is up $79 at 33,450. Uh, Triple D, uh, what are you seeing out Fast there? Fast market. Fast market. I know. I know. Yeah, we're that. moving around ahead of the CPI number. We're seeing some chop. We've dropped a little bit. I was buying stocks and I'm trying to sell stocks and all over the place. Nervousness. Here, so. Nervousness. I mean, well, we, yeah. it, it's not. Yeah, a, it's, it's not it a could good be a moving night. number. I mean, we care obviously about inflation here. We've always said in the past the only number that really matters is the jobs, but it's not the truth anymore. Not it's anymore. now CPI. It does matter because 
Obviously, everybody's looking at where inflation is going. That has been one of the major concerns for this market for a long time. Yeah, and we get that at 8.30, so we'll uh, we'll get you prepared, and you go wide on your markets. And yeah, so you got to remind me, 8.25, so get you. picked off by all those high-frequency traders. Instead of you doing the picking off, uh, <laughs> and, um, and we'll be keeping an eye on the banks, right, uh, on a number like this. We'll be keeping an eye on tech stocks, right? Higher rates are not good for tech stocks. Inflation is not good for tech stocks. What uh, what else? You just want to go right to uh, Oracle being Oracle, or is there anything else you I want think to so. preview? Yeah, I think we might as well do the one earning stock because it's pretty much what we have. There's actually about three stocks that report this week. The only highlight one really is Oracle. So let's do it. Oracle earnings last night, EPS beat a dollar and three cents versus a 97 cent estimate sales, 9.7 billion versus a 9.77 billion dollar estimate. So a little bit light on that sales print um, for Oracle. Uh, You know, they are basically in the thick of competing with with Microsoft and Amazon and Google for the cloud. That's basically what it comes down to. Their uh, cloud services uh, uh, revenue, uh, I guess, fell uh, was a smidge light. Uh, what else did, did I see? Their their uh, their their uh, their guidance for uh, revenue for the quarter for the fiscal year pretty much in line as well. Um, but again, this is a company that is just having to compete with. Google and Facebook, no, Google and Amazon, and um, uh, yeah, and Microsoft uh, for the cloud. That which is that's basically where their bread is buttered right now. So it's tough. It's it tough. Seems like every time Oracle reports, and Joel alluded to this, it's like they miss. I mean, if you're buying Oracle ahead of the report, you're not looking at the stats, and maybe it's like the perception on mine and Joel's part. But I tell you. I feel like every single quarter, the stock gaps down on earnings. Last quarter, absolutely no exception. You can see it back on June the 15th. Went from 82 down to 76. We always say about three weeks later, they forget about it and they buy it right back up. So it is the ultimate buy the dip stock as well. I don't know if you need to buy the first day. If we go and look, you know, and obviously it's nice. We can look back at charts. It took about two weeks before they started to buy the dip on Oracle. Then they had the ridiculous run in July where it got it all back in three days. So maybe let the dust settle, but eventually it seems like Oracle dips are always to be bought. Um, it's only down a couple of bucks. I am talking my book. I have Oracle in my long-term portfolio. I bought it at $9 during the financial crisis, and I'm not selling it. Uh, you might have been scratching your head, though, when it went to uh, 90.30 on the headline number. Did it go up head- on it? Yeah, that went real fast. I didn't yeah, see real quick. Uh, you had some highs. We had talked about uh, this one. Kind of set up nicely on the chart. You had ninety and a half. Of course, didn't get there. It's pretty good resistance. And we talked about getting through this eighty-eight area. Several lows in that area. Also eighty-seven and a half. It did that with ease. Uh, pre-market low comes in at eighty-five fifty-nine. Resistance easier to spot than support here now that you've taken out the lows. So 87 and a half, 88. I'll go with that three star resistance now. And then where you know, you got a lot of daily lows in here, uh, you know, that are, are quite a ways away. So maybe wait for a double or triple bottom. The next daily low that I see comes in. Well, there's one at 85.78 to 84.66. But you know what? You got to admire this Larry Ellison. I know he's not, you know, he's the former, but, you know, he's not like, a, he's not a Musk, you know. I mean, I know he does some things, but you just don't hear about him. 
You know, he did great things and uh, had built a great company, but, you know, he's not telling the world what to do all the time. Uh, maybe he's enjoying his retirement. I, I, I think he's focused on yeah. things. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Not sending people into space. No, no. Isn't he big into, like, um, uh, sailing? He's like a really... He's really yeah, big, yeah, he is. Really big into sailing, yeah. right? That's the but, way to do it. Yeah. Actually enjoy your retirement. Enjoy yeah. a little bit of voting. Do some things. All right, so, well, let's stick with tech here. Let's talk about Apple for a second because we, yeah, we do have the event. It's 1 o'clock Eastern time today, 10 a.m. Pacific. We will be uh, restreaming uh, the event on our channel. Um, at least that's the plan for now. Uh, basically, you know, Gene Monster called this the biggest day of the year for hardware. Uh, that's kind of how it always goes here uh, with Apple. Uh, we're looking for new iPhones. We're looking for new AirPods. We're looking for uh, new, potentially new uh, iPads, and we're looking for an Apple Watch, new Apple Watch. Those are kind of the four things that we're looking for. We're not looking for new Macs. That's uh, that's laptops are like their own their own event um, that that Apple does. So um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of the biggest day of the year for Apple, right? Because this is where their bread is buttered. Um, is is the iPhone? Even though the other parts of their business have been their their higher growth areas for the last couple of years, this is the iPhone is still the king, and so we're looking for nothing too groundbreaking on the product side. Just, um, you know, uh, maybe a slightly different size, or uh, you know, remember last year the last year was the rollout of the of the five G phone that was huge. So nothing that big this time around, but still big because it is the iPhone, still the biggest product in the world. Everyone everyone has one, um, so. Uh, yeah, watching Apple closely today. Uh, wouldn't expect them to comment too much on like anything else. Anything else being, you know, the the epic um, lawsuit, right? That Apple mostly won and is now being appealed. Um, wouldn't expect them to talk about like App Store economics or anything like that. This is just a product day for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, an overall update on no, the business here. No, no. Um, but again, one uh, uh, one p.m. Uh, Eastern. Watching Apple. Watching Apple suppliers as well, like Taiwan Semi, yeah. um, into into the presentation, um, and we'll find out, um, you know, what the new phone is, where it's priced at, and and all that stuff. At at, at well, we have some guesses, but I don't like to say the guesses because we don't really know. Um, so we'll find out in a few hours. All you can say, it's impossible to call these things on the event. Market sentiment is going to matter because we're going to be chopping around. We've had some more volatility the last few days. Where we are at 1 o'clock when this event starts, I'm assuming it's 1 o'clock, right, Spencer? Yep. Where we are in the markets is going to matter a lot, too. If we're rallying, you know, maybe we get some numbers, CPI, maybe we rally. Then, you know, you think there may you know, be looking to buy the dips on something. Something's there. If we're selling off, people would be looking to sell the rips. Like, it's not just me that does that. It's the whole world that does that. So market sentiment is actually going to matter here where we are at 1 o'clock. Because, you know, if we were in a nothing doing market, I would say that wouldn't matter. But we're not in a nothing doing market anymore. We're starting to pick up volatility significantly here. So let's see where we are. The CPI number is going to matter. And that's going to matter what the response to yeah. Apple is. Um, secondly, is you do have a perfect double bottom from yesterday, 148.70, 148.75. So that's your major support. Obviously, if that gets breached, I start thinking about the 145 level. 
um, on the upside all the way up to 155. Joel, I took all your technicals from you, so we don't even have to talk the stock. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we have entered a new dimension of free market prep. <laughs> I'm the technical analyst, and you're no, no, trader. close, close, no, no. Look at, are you looking at the chart? Yes. What do you see there? I see a line where Joel can now draw lines. No, I can draw. No, that's better. Lines. That's no, he, better than a line, Dennis. What is it? We're going to stay here until you figure out what there is there. Little stars. Yes. Stars. They're yes. so small. I got to get my glass. I, I got to really oh, look closely geez. there, but I, they are I, little mini stars. Not, I am not going to go with the font right now, but <laughs> you did okay. I'll give you an A minus on that technical analysis. Two lows, 48.70, 48.75, but you had another low at 48.61 going back on the 30th. So that is the level of levels. Super duper major support. I, and you know what? Today. This is the last time on pre-market prep, I'm going to show stars. But I just wanted you guys to get a glimpse. <laughs> this is a glimpse of what you get on pre-market prep plus right there. That's a glimpse. So I'm going to take these off right now, and we can move on. But that's a big level, and we're not bouncing. You know, just the overall market you know, we have these big breaks off the high. We've had a little bit over a hundred point break. And how many times have we had like that hundred point break? And then we take 50 back right away. And I think, okay, this is it. Come to pop up 50% retracement. We're going to have another hundred point move down. And then we blast the new all time highs. Yeah. This time predictable. we're not bouncing. We're not getting the bounce of bounces. I don't know if it's the quad witch. I don't know if it's apple pressure. I don't know what it is. Well, but... it, it, it's exactly the big gun. So it is apple pressure. I mean, look at the spy chart and look at apple chart. They are really close to the same thing. You know, you can bring up Microsoft, kind of the same thing. Even Do you Tesla want out falls of the into that realm bet? now. Do you want out of the Microsoft bet? No. Okay. No, I'm not getting out of it. But obviously, <laughs> the market is not looking as healthy as it once upon a time did. So. Okay. All right, so let's move away from earnings tech and let's move into the big story of the day, which is China pissing in another industry's pool. And we have it now, the casino stocks getting nailed. Spencer Israel, what is the headline that is hammering by Las Vegas Sands? There is a COVID lockdown in the, I hope I'm announcing this right, Fujian province, um, where 22 new cases were linked to a single person um, we know that China is really, really quick to pull the trigger on a lockdown. It's like this is like the third or fourth one that that, that, that they've done, at least that I can remember, probably more. Um, so there are now some there, there, are, there are concerns now uh, that the recovery in Macau uh, will, it will hit more speed bumps. And remember that Las Vegas Sands is really only in Macau right now. Uh, that's that's the core of their business. So um, there are concerns about the recovery in Macau, and if China is going to keep doing these 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 dramatic lockdowns, every well, it, and and I wasn't even referring to that headline. I'm referring to oh. this headline where um, you you've got Macau sending government representatives to supervise casinos. So um, okay, words of Macau wants government representatives to supervise casino operators and to increase local ownership in gaming companies. Oh. Okay. So they're coming in here, and now, you know, they, it's not just a matter of they want to go into video games. Now they want to obviously go in and check that out, too, and the physical casino games. So this is why Las Vegas Sands are coming in today. 
is trained down 6.71%. It is not a pretty site. Um, thank goodness I sold half of my position and took half of the loss. I sold it up at 44. I wish I would have sold the whole thing and just ate the entire loss, but I was like, ah, I'll hold a little piece. Shouldn't hold a little piece. It gave you a nice rally. And this is, you know, and you're managing losing positions sometimes. You look, you know, and you think, okay, the 50% retracement of the move. So we had this big down move from like 55 to 35 or 38. Maybe that was overdone. We had a nice seven-point rally. And then it starts to stall out right around there. Well, that overall trend, you know, you're running into old overhead supply. Me being one of those bag holders I had in the long-term account. But I'll start cutting the long-term losers, too, when they give me a chance. And, you know, I bought this thing around 53 or $54. Maybe it was even 55 But I was willing to eat a 10-point loss because it's better than a 17-point loss. So, I mean, you got to be willing to take some losers. Should have sold the whole thing, just like I should have sold my whole Alibaba, too. But hindsight capital, once again, 2020, I got a small piece of LVS left. Not pleased about it. I also have in my day trading account a pair on Las Vegas Sands versus Win, but that's a pair trade. What was the name of that that uh, that that city that was locked down again? Uh, F- Fujian. Is that pro- where they make Fuji bikes? Remember Fuji bikes from a long no. time ago? My sister had a Fuji bike. It was, a, it was a top of the line bike, but I guess not. Uh, these uh, these stocks are these um, reopening stocks just are are not acting well. well before this, anyways, we've talked about this for two months. I know. I mean, <laughs> like, like, like it's for real. The reopening <laughs> trade, the great reopening trade, wasn't so great. <laughs> We can officially say it wasn't so great. You can look at your casinos. You can look at your airlines. You can yeah. look at your cruise lines. And you're like, what the hell happened? Delta happened. So I know people say, I don't want to talk about Delta anymore. You know what? If you're trading stocks, you got to talk about it. Because Delta is the whole reason that this great reopening trade turned out to be not very great. Yeah. 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 Caribbean holding up, though, a little bit. Is it holding up better? A little bit, Yeah. Yeah, it's holding up better. I'd sell it. <laughs> and and the thing about and we said this uh, a couple months ago now, it's not even the reopening trade, it's the reopened past tense trade because we've been reopened. It's oh, over. Yeah. It happened. It's not great. For it's a lot of stocks. It has it happened and it's done. All. It happened and now it's done. We already reopened. We spent the spring reopening. Or, and and, we had the great reopening trade. It was great in the first quarter of this year. I mean, look at some of the moves. And even into the lake, you know, after the vaccines announcement. I mean, there was some huge moves here. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, even looking at the airlines and going out to the weeklies. I mean, we went on American Airlines from 11 bucks up to 25 It got back the majority of the losses. This is how dumb the market is. Like, this is how dumb the market is. Air American Airlines was like 28 bucks when the crisis started back in 2020. It goes down to eight. It comes all the way back to 26. Who's paying 26? I mean, think about, the, are you in as good a shape on the airlines as you were before a pandemic ever happened? Yeah. Hell no. The business traveler ain't ever coming back. Not like it was. So if you're paying 26, 27 bucks, you're, you're basically saying that COVID doesn't matter at all anymore, which is absolutely not true. Delta, same story. 60, 58 bucks, got up to 51. Gave you all the money back in February, March. That all did. the money that back. And did. you know what? Now, would I want to own them now? No. No. Because if we believe the fundamentals matter, and I know in some stocks they don't, and maybe in the entire market it won't matter. Maybe we're just going to blast off because fundamentals won't matter on anything. And that can very well happen because it happened in 1999. But if you are still looking at you know fundamental analysis to a certain extent or looking at headlines, 
I mean, yeah, you have some positive headlines that could happen. Maybe we get ahead of the Delta. But until you start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for COVID, and maybe you are seeing that, but I'm kind of just seeing it just meander. It's like I have certain people saying to me, this thing might never go away. And it might not. So, I, But even if it does go away, even if we get rid of COVID, is the business traveler going back to the way it was before? No, because they found out that they can work from home just as efficiently. And these companies can save, save a lot of money. Tons of money. So tons even if you get rid of, of Delta, the airline's going back to where they were because business travel is a huge chunk of the revenue. Probably not. So I don't want to own any airlines. Zero airlines. The question from Scott is, would you short them here? Well, that's a scary. You gotta. You can put on any trade as long as you know where your out is again. So if I'm doing American Airlines and I'm looking at this, it's an ugly downtrend. You're right at support though too. So you're shorting it now. It was twenty six bucks, twenty seven bucks in June. You know, can it go to fifteen? It could, but you know, even if it went to twenty one, you're still kind of in a downtrend here. So where do you put your stop? So where do you set up your risk? You can say, oh, I think it's going to 15. I'm all excited to sell 1923. But where are you going to call yourself wrong on that trade? Because that's what you got to think about first. And I think it could go to 22. You might still be right because the trend's still there. It's still below the resistance. So now I've got to give it up to 22. I'm gonna, am I going to give that thing 15, 20% against me? No. So I move on to the next stock because I just can't control the risk as well as I would like to. So I would not short the stock here. But would I be long? No. I think it's more of a coin flip at this point in time. It has a lot of bad bad stuff priced in. But is all the bad stuff priced in? Hard to say. So what was the trend in airlines before, before COVID? Down. That's, right. They weren't good either, even before they were, they, it started. Even this before it started. This secular decline. And, you know, I, I, I've said this before. You guys probably tired of hearing about it. I mean – Human behavior is going to be altered for a lot of time, if not permanently, right? I mean, people are going camping. People are doing different things. Air travel, until they start getting I went camping. I never went camping in my whole (laughs) life. I hate camping. It was actually okay. I went camping. I don't go to camping. I go to hotels. I enjoy myself. And I fly and I go to resorts. I don't go camping. I went camping. You know what? It wasn't bad. And he got sick. I got sick. Now, no, uh, no, I mean, I just, I, I just think the you know behavior is permanently changed. I mean, also you look at another factor of oil, uh, crude oil prices, which is a big component of uh, their expenses. That's been on the rise lately. I know some of them hedge. And did you see? And someone mentioned this in the chat. Um, Southwest is not serving alcohol anymore. Well, that's just because you see these unruly passengers. I mean, they're, you know, adding alcohol when people are already somewhat nervous is just not the best, you know, thing. So that doesn't help them either. I mean, nope. that doesn't help the bottom line. Not at all. But, you know, because, you know, obviously, you know, you get on there and they got charged you 10 bucks for a drink. I mean, that's a nice source of revenue for them. But I, I, I get it because you got people that are nervous. People don't want to wear masks. They get a little bit of alcohol in them. They start saying stuff. We see a video of this, and you know most of the flights are obviously yeah. Right. They're cher- media cherry picks and acts I like oh, everybody's on. You know, it's one flight of five, three thousand flights going, and they show one flight every other day with some passengers. You know, got upset or done something or tried to hit somebody. I mean, for the most part, ninety nine point nine nine percent of it's probably Darn pretty fine, good. Yeah. Was there any on, on your flight, Spencer? Was there any unruly passengers? Is that a just word? Spencer? Unruly? Just, just me. Just uh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just me. Uh, but no, no, no. It's you know what's interesting is um, I, I've I've now flown three times 
in the last uh, four months, and it's going up. And They're every every flight was was jam packed, like mat, like at capacity. So I think what's happening is there's there's just less flights, and yeah. and and they're and they're fuller. Yeah, right. I think that's what's happening here. But um, well, uh, well, for sure, because they got to try to figure out how to. Yeah, they, they got to fly in half full. Like Delta CEO was on. He said that his break even was like seventy percent capacity. So they can't have a bunch of flights and they're all fifty percent capacity, they're not even covering the variable costs. So they got to get the seventy percent going. So I mean, they're going to have less flights, and that's why you know you see these flight cancellations, and you see flights getting moved on people, and you see you know you you bought a, a direct flight, now all of a sudden it's got a connection in there. I mean, yeah. it's not yeah, as yeah, fun of an yeah. experience yeah. as it was pre-COVID. And it is ever is it ever going back to be that fun of an experience? Maybe, but I'll tell you that business flying. traveler, maybe the leisure traveler comes back with a vengeance, but that business traveler is not coming back like they were. So if I'm doing a reopening trade, I'm doing the house of mouse. That's my It is. My I know. I was trade. just thinking about that. And you know what? I was gonna text you. If I don't know I'm if it was it. last weekend or this weekend. But I saw an advertisement. What are they doing? A package? It's like ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, of, has that well, been out for a while? That, that's been out since 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 Disney since ESPN Plus launched. Since Disney. Really? Yeah. Because I almost wanted to go and lift an offer on a stock when I saw that. Yeah. I mean, no. No. That's, it, that's yeah. Like, like yeah. 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 That's it. I mean, okay. that that's the way it's going. Okay. Right, this Enough is this is this is your five minute warning, Dennis. Yes, Dennis. I'm going to leave you in a few minutes. So I'm going to talk for two more minutes straight without a breath. So someone in the chat asked about like what like what stocks we look at we uh, with regards to inflation. You start with you start with the banks. Banks number TLT, one. Yeah. And you start with like growth, right? Anything that's growth techie, because higher rates makes it more expensive to borrow money in theory on, in, in, on paper, and, and, right? And, and, and the main reason why, and I've explained this a few times on the show, but I'll explain it again. Um, the main reason why inflation hurts higher tech growth stocks is because those future earnings that you're buying today are not worth as much three, four years from now if you've got inflation. So hey, this company's going to make you know $10 a share. While if inflation's going up at 5% a year, those $10 a share all of a sudden looks like 9 or 8 from a few years out. So money now is worth more than money in the future. And that's why you see the high growth stocks get hit when inflation is ramping up. And what this also really comes down to is rates, right? Is Because because that's like the other side of this coin is like in whatever whatever the inflation number is, how does that change the interest rate forecast? And and, and doesn't mean a, a rate hike, right? Because we, we've, we've been told for the last year, this inflation that we're seeing, we, we know it's coming, we know it's here, but don't worry, it's it's temporary, it's transitory. Well, yeah. it's easy, it, it, it's hard to believe it when you're in the storm. When you're in the storm and someone says, don't worry, the storm's almost over, it's hard to believe them. So, so um, like, maybe the Fed will end up being right about this fast in, in a year, we don't know, obviously, but, like, for the moment, we are in an inflationary environment, it is really tough. So here are the numbers that we're looking for, we are expecting uh, economists, the consensus estimate across Wall Street are expecting a 0.4% increase in prices from from July, month over month, 0.4% increase from July to August, um, a 5.4% increase year over year, August of this year versus August of last year. 
Um, both of those numbers would actually be lower than 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 the prior month. So that's something. Um, one other thing, Dennis, uh, that uh, these uh, these tech companies borrow a lot of money too. They they have a some, lot of not debt. really though. Like no, some, obviously, and, some and that, that is a concern. But there's a lot more borrowing going on in a lot of you know other lower margin industries as well. So I, I don't think of tech as, you know, being, oh, these companies are all borrowing to, you know, and, and there is some in the gross startups for sure. There's some, some borrowing, but, um, you know, like Apple doesn't borrow really. And they do, they have the depth, they didn't need to. Google doesn't borrow. So, you know, some of the smaller ones maybe, but I, I think it's more of the future earnings thing that I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, just... I got a protest going on upstairs here. My little girl doesn't want, want to go to school today. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like day three school. of junior kindergarten, and there is a full protest <laughs> happening upstairs. So if you hear stomping through the, the ceiling here at my rental, it's because the girl, I can hear her upstairs, not not. She why why doesn't she want to go? She hasn't been in a year, probably. Well, she was there for two days, and she got sick. Literally two days. Oh. And she was at school for two days, so then she's been off for a couple of days. Oh. So now she's, you know, better. So she doesn't. Junior kindergarten. Who cares? Junior kindergarten. Just let her win. Let her win the fight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You stomped and you tore through a damper tantrum. You don't have to go to school. That's something. No, we that's can't let her win fights. That's she's what I used to, to do. <laughs> my my wife will not let her win the fight. Okay. I'll tell you that. All right. Well, get us. All right. I gotta go. Yeah, Dennis is going to lose $1,000 losing that. I'm going to hide. Okay, so as Dennis uh, goes into his cave, um, and uh, we'll just do that. Uh, It is 820. We we have basically 40 seconds until the the, the number is supposed to come out, right, in theory. So we'll give you the number, and uh, we'll get Joel's charts if they're up right now. And we'll just we got the watch. one minute. Let's go crazy. Yeah, we'll just sort of watch this. Let's together. go crazy again, folks. again, again. Point four percent month over month. Five four percent year over year. Um, in a normal environment, this would this would be insane, right? Five point four percent. But this is the times we live in. So anyway, we're ten seconds in uh, away from eight thirty, and let's see what the number is. If we get dun, 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 I'm watching. Dun, dun. Oh, it must be light. They <laughs> like it. They like it. It's light. Very light number. Woo! Look at that rally. What does this mean? Does it mean we're not going to raise rates? <laughs> Probably. Are uh, they hitting the banks? What are they doing here? Is the number actually out yet? Or is this someone jumping the gun handover? What's going I, on? I'm seeing five point. Okay, here we go. 5.3% uh, year over year, which is in line. I'm sorry. 5.3% was a smidge below. 5.4% was Look the estimate. Uh, month over month, 0.3%. So a smidge light. 0.3% increase in prices month over month versus a 0.4% estimate. Up and Powell was right. Look at that! <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I would go that far yet. Um, if you look at core CPI, which just takes it takes out food and energy, uh, prices only increased 0.1 percent month over month, which that's what we're used to seeing, right? Um, so 0.1 percent increase there versus a 0.3 percent increase or versus a 0.3 percent estimate on your core CPI. So just CPI without food, without energy. Um, Basically in line, if not a smidge lighter than than expected, right? So, uh, yeah, that is by no means a scary number. That is not a scary number. Yeah, and boy, they were 
boy, someone had the algo programmed on that one, and they saw that point three versus point four. And they just jammed it. Total different complexion here in the market. We did take out the pre-market high. That was standing at 71 and a quarter. We just went to 75 and a half. And now, whoo, somebody's coming in, whacking a little bit. Uh, we're just in no man's land here, folks. Uh, weekly swing number at 77 and a quarter. Uh, you haven't you haven't seen that yet. And if you know, if you're if you want to short it on a or if you're looking on a daily basis, if you're looking for a target, uh, we're ten points away from yesterday's high at eighty three fifty. So that's all I have for you, uh, boy. They jumped the gun, they bid, they lifted all the offers, and uh, yeah, we ran some stops here. Maybe people were leaning a little bit short into the report, and they just got their face ripped off on that one. So here we are, uh, new new pre market high seventy five and a half. You got some more. Uh, well, yeah, you, you, you want to go look at tech, you can go look at like, like tech all spiked on that right Apple. Actually, that Facebook chart is really interesting there. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, right? All tech spiking on this news. Again, um, inflation, right, eats away at profits. Yep. Lack, of, lack of inflation, lower inflation, which is sort of what we got here. We got inflation, well, a smidge, just a smidge, but a smidge nonetheless, lower than estimates. Um, and that's bullish. good news for tech. So you can watch, you can look at Apple, you can look at Amazon, you can look at Microsoft. All tech here is going. Um, yeah, and that's, and that, this that is now be, the theme yeah. of the morning. Yeah, uh, total change in complexion here. Uh, we're up 15 handles, big range. Still, I still think it's really important to take out that high from yesterday at 83.50. We're still there. We're only seven handles away. What I want to see, though, is what they did to the banks on this, right? Because you would think. You would think they would have. JP Morgan, not a big, you know, not super liquid. Uh, Now, you see, this is tough, man, because they're going with the market here, right? Bank of America. Not much, though. Considering the rally the Spoos just had, the Spoos are up, well, the, the futures are up 0.3%, uh, 0.35%, and Bank of America is up 0.17%, so a little bit of lagger. How's Goldman Sachs doing? That's uh, tough. Not, not a lot of people. It's probably bid up here. People don't like to make markets in these higher price stocks, but, uh, well, you know, how about... Um, you know, how about a tip to add to Mr. Powell then, uh, at least based on this I number? I mean, yeah, yeah. Th- this is an argument in the in the col- in the in the transitory column. This is a check in that column, right? Um, we'll have to wait till next month to see if this is a trend. But but technically speaking, inflation has been going down now for the past couple of months. So that's sort of what Powell's been saying. Um, granted, it's still high, but it has been getting less hot. And gold rallies off this. I don't know. I mean, this market just does what it's want. I think that um, for you know, for your people that are they're traded off the number or anything, uh, just keep your eye on your your previous day's highs here. Um, I think that's very important, not only for the index here at eighty three fifty, but just you know, look at the levels to see how your stocks are reacting in relation. Because that was a nice fluff opening, right? And uh, yesterday, now Apple moves away from that support a little bit more. But just a, a general rule of thumb: just keep an eye on your uh, your highs from yesterday, and that should be uh, uh, decent. 
uh, targets I, and the upside. I, or... I just want to show people like the month over month increases. Sure. This is from the BLS. This is from the government. Okay. So wow, you can, you're quick on that. You can see, right? This is called a trend, right? A downtrend. We have th- three months, of, two just... months in a row of lower than the prior month for, for month over month. Uh, uh, inflation increases. So we went from a 0.9% increase in June to 0.5% last month, or I'm sorry, in July to 0.3% uh, last month in August. Um, and so this is what they've been they've been saying over at the Fed, and uh, and we'll see if it continues. But this is the this is now the narrative. The narrative is that inflation, though still high, is 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 not is is getting smaller. It is shrinking. Um, so that's where we're at. All right. Uh, still pressing up here, up 19 handles. Whew, man, uh, A350, that's in sight there. I don't know if we're going to be uh, bringing, seeing triple D here. For a we we bit. may not. I, I'm, looking, uh, I'm looking a little bit down deeper into the, uh, into the, the, the weeds of the report just to see what, uh, what jumps out to me. Uh, I'm in this August 21 column here, right? Um, what's that? Is that, that's fuel, uh, fuel prices were down. That's good to see for once. Okay. Um, what, what increased the most last month? Gasoline. Um, what's that? That's gasoline. Yeah. So so I guess, I guess the only, I mean, if you can get a, a negative out of this is that, you know, maybe people aren't spending, right? Because you know, spending as much, but I think they are. No, uh, I, I think they are as well. I think what uh, we're going to see this year is maybe like a lackluster, um, lackluster numbers in terms of retail sales as we get towards Christmas because a lot of that stuff is going to be pulled forward. Because I think everyone knows that you need to, and if you don't know, you maybe should know. Um, they, they're telling you if to get your holiday shopping done early because supply chains are screwed right so i think we may see a lot of the a lot of the 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 holiday shopping done september october so we we may not get see that increase that we we're used to seeing in in the end of the year for the holiday shopping but we'll see it just pulled forward so it's it's more spread out but i i do i do think people are spending money there's there's and there is some data to back that up so it looks like uh gasoline was your biggest increase uh month over month The, the prior number i said it was uh not seasonally adjusted. Uh, biggest decrease last month was used cars and trucks. Hey, used cars and trucks prices fell one and a half percent. That's something. Because okay, so we got uh, we got no JC then, right? Today he's not showing JC, up. JC needs a public shaming, and here is why. He texted me and he said um, he made a last minute trip to Napa. Because the grapes are ripening fast this year, they have to do an early harvest. This is what he told me. So JC is in Napa Valley harvesting his grapes for his okay. wine. So, so, is so, that is that worthy of a permanent ban? I don't we, know. He said he'll make it up to me. I don't know how. I don't know. What, what should we add? One, if it's a permanent ban. Two, if it's okay that he's going to pick his grapes. Yeah. That, and they not, just all of a sudden, they just like, they just all of a sudden, this like, is what he between said. yesterday and today, this is the what grapes, he said. This is what he keep said. an eye on his grapes a little bit. No, you see, he could have went out there. He could be out there in Napa in the fields picking the grapes. That would have been a little bit better, 
There's probably a labor shortage out there too for picking frames. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't let's know. talk. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Natty Gas. Okay, let's talk Natty Gas. If you're not watching, you should. Natural Gas Futures hit a seven-year high. Everybody, um, why? Um, probably has to do with some uh, supply being knocked offline, right? In in the Gulf, I would imagine. I'm looking at ETFs. If you're not a futures person, how do you get a seven-year high out of this? Because I got a monthly up here. Did uh, mm-hmm. is that a Benzinga stat or? Because I'm looking at my monthly. Maybe with the way the contracts roll over, maybe. It's, it's, it's probably a rollover thing. Uh, okay. All right. Anyways, yep. Go ahead. Anyway, if you're not a futures person, you're, you're looking at uh, you know stocks or ETFs, UNG is your largest natural gas. You know, that, that, that's, that's your most liquid one, UNG. You can look at um, uh, stocks like RRC is natural gas, right? SWN. Is natural gas AR? Is natural gas um, C, uh, uh, COG? Is natural gas Capital Oil? Woo, look at Cabot. COG. I was looking at, I did CBT. Wow. wow. COG, Cabot Oil. Wow. So, uh, yeah, the natural gas trade is on. UNG, though, is, is your most liquid um, natural gas. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one that I would draw your attention to. But uh, yeah, Boyle, Yusuf, thank you. B O I L uh, is, is another ETF as well. Um, you you can go leveraged, right? Uh, but B O Y L I L B O I L Boyle. Okay, I mean, are we looking for like, are we supposed to have a bad winner or something? Is that what uh, uh, people are thinking? It, it's it, it's demand is still high, and production got knocked offline with um, Hurricane Ida. So. You know, you never, you never really know with these storms. Like, is, is it going to knock production offline, or, or is it not? In this case, it appears that that, that it has. And now, it, it's been what two, three weeks, three weeks since Ida. And uh, yeah, but there's uh, isn't there Nicholas uh, brewing out there too? Uh, that's what I hear. Yes, Bob Todd. You, you, Bob Todd dropping UGAZF is another one as well. Um, uh, yeah, but it's been three weeks and we're still offline. We have another storm you just mentioned. Nicholas is lurking in the Gulf. So, so uh, that's what's happened here. We have a lack of production and still strong demand, and that is translating to a rally in natural gas. Um, FFCG is, is another ETF. Uh, yeah, and but but that uh, but that's I mean that's not inflationary. FCG. FCG. John, this is the, this is separate from the inflation thing. This is a lack of supply. That's, yeah, that's true. So good old supply and demand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, 79.50. I mean, we're holding a bid here. Uh, 77 and a quarter. We're up 17 and three quarters handles. And uh, Friday, you had the fluff open sold. Monday, fluff open sold. What will they do today? I mean, we got a daily target now, way up at ninety-two fifty, but uh, still, I'm still lurking eighty-three fifty. Uh, that's the high in the index from yesterday. Currently, is seventy-nine fifty. I'm sure after falling fifty handles to thirty-four fifty, a lot of people would like to see that level. Uh, I just want to take a look at some of these big tech stocks as they lead. Apple yeah. up eighty-one cents. How's that trading in relation? Nah, it's still a buck from yesterday's high. 
Uh, let's see here. Microsoft. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Up a buck seventy six. Uh, mm, that hey, if you were using yesterday's highs, target folks ninety eight fifty four right there, right now. In fact, above it, um, Amazon. Where did we get to yesterday in Amazon? Thirty five oh eight. Nope, thirty four ninety seven. That's lagging. Goob's down nine pucks. They, did they have some news or something? I mean, that's just hard. That's that might be an odd lot. Uh, Facebook, how's that trading in relation? 8175. That's f- almost five bucks off its high. I don't know. I mean, from what I'm seeing, the big stocks are not as excited about the CPI number as the SPs are. And weirdly enough, uh, I was a little bit surprised because I know you're looking at the banks and they weren't really liquid, but like the XLF uh, did move higher off. Yeah, I mean, there's so, your, your market effect of well, so, I mean, TLT is down, banks are up, is basically the story, right? Um, but yeah. I, I, I a little bit surprised in seeing that. I gotta say, the TLTs, yeah, that's not making a ton of sense either, right? Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. Yeah, okay, all right. So, because I would have thought white inflation means uh, uh, good, good for the good for the mom market, huh? What white inflation, but doesn't lower inflation mean that the Fed is gonna uh, stand pat? Or yeah, or, or, yeah. Okay, so if the Fed's gonna stand pat, then they're not going to raise rates. Okay, whatever. I don't want to. I'm giving no, myself, I'm giving mean, myself it, a headache. I'm giving myself a headache. All right. Well, no, not, not everything. Um, to, to, Tom is saying no one believes. Uh, <laughs> no one believes the lower inflation numbers. Maybe that's. Maybe that's true too. Tom. That's, uh, that's what you're seeing. I don't think the market knows what to think about this. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm really right. confused. Right okay, now. we rallied the spy. We're up here again. But then everybody spooked that. While every time we've rallied in the last three days, it's been a selling opportunity. I'm kind of still in the same camp, um, lightening up into this rally here this morning, because yeah, um, it, it worked. It worked Friday morning. It worked yesterday morning. Does it work here again? Selling the rip has been working. So I know we talk about buy the dip. We give buy the dip all the credit all the time. I tell you, sell the rip has been working very well. Did they well lift too, the stocks so. like they lifted the spoons? Not really. I'm, they've lifted. No, yeah, they have. I mean, the stocks a little bit. Come yeah, up, they have to. Yeah, but but there's not like. You know, it, there's definitely the Fang trade came on. Apple got a nice lift here. Um, yeah. y- you're seeing the banks get a little bit of a lift here. TLT, like you were saying, is down. The banks are trying to lift here a bit. You're seeing oil. Uh, it, it, it's getting a little bit of a lift. There's nothing. It's kind of everything got a little bit of a lift. It wasn't like, whoa, look at this sector or this sector. It's like everything just kind of got a little bit of a lift. 
So it's not one of these, you know, like we've been talking about the rotation where, you know, one goes one way, one goes the other. I'm not seeing that this point. I'm kind of seeing everything got a little bit of a lift rally. So what does that mean? Well, it's good when everything's lifting. I mean, it means it's more sustainable. You're slowly seeing stocks lift up in price here too, obviously trying to chase the futures price. But am I saying we're out of the woods and we're going to, you know, this is the time to buy? No. Um, I think there's a lot. You know, even though, you know, we get a number that isn't as hot as, you know, maybe some people thought, are we out of the woods? Is inflation, is the inflation crisis over? I don't think so. Yeah, and then gold got a little bit of a, a lift off that too. Um, so, well, gold's right. selling off now. So, yeah, well, it did it did it did pop? I don't know. I mean, not. I mean, you, that's the thing about relationships. You know, they, you know, there's a they work. There's high probabilities, and then sometimes people don't know what to do. It just kind of feels from what I, you know, that it, you got the initial rip in the S and P's, and it just kind of feels like, like a. I'm going to call it relief rally, right? After, you know, after we traded off the open yesterday, after we had the bad day yesterday, after we had the sell-off this morning, you know, just like we like, whew, oh, man, I, I'm glad we're back in the 4470s, man. I'm, you know, time to lighten up. But uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with my mantra there. And uh, very important to get to uh, 8350 and close above yesterday's high. So. Still looking at a potential inside day, Spencer. 847. We only had one earnings to cover. I guess we, oh, we, we have more. Actually, um, I I would have let's do a couple more and then we'll do some ticker time. I, sure. I would I would love to get Dennis's thoughts on the Walmart thing from yesterday. Dennis, I'm I'm sure you <laughs> saw it. I'm sure you saw the Walmart. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, this is the market that we're in. It's so headline driven, and you know, you got now criminals putting out fake headlines. We've seen this happen before, but somehow, you know, getting it from Walmart too um, and hitting, you know, a press release and saying they're going to accept Litecoin. I mean, or whatever they got to deal with Litecoin. I mean, right away when you saw that headline, you must be thinking, oh, something's fishy here. You know what? First, why Litecoin? Secondly, you think Walmart's getting into crypto? Does there's a crypto business all of a sudden? So it, it looked fishy right from the get-go. But, I mean, this is the market environment we're in. There is a lot of cyber crime here right now. And, obviously, somebody probably loaded up Litecoin and figured out this scam to release a press release. And it got a good pop. Uh, uh, and, obviously, it came back down. But I'm sure the criminals got out probably during the pop. So, I'd be looking at who was selling. I guess I don't even know if you can do that in crypto. But there's just a lot of shenanigans that go on in the crypto world. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time we actually saw a fake press release on the wire, right? Which we is, have seen I, it before. Yeah, I know it's, it's not, not a common thing, but it this doesn't happen stuff. very often. No, yeah, this was impressive. Um, it, it, and definitely some impressive hackers getting in there to figure out another way to scam the world. Yeah. All right, uh, they're telling me in chat that I haven't done a good enough job today of uh, asking for likes. So, everyone, we are at 227 <laughs> likes. Let's get to 500 before the end of the uh, of, of the hour here. I think that's that, that's that's very, very doable. Let's fly through some ticker time here because we are slow. Um, well, we're not slow. There's stuff. Slow news, on, but, yeah. But on individual stocks, we're, we're, we're slow. We, we've, we've, we had to go back to Las Vegas, Sam's, when they did not rally really at all on this. So wind continues to leak here. Um, wow, that's a that's a shellacking. Those two stocks for win. Yeah, W Y N is down eight percent now. Oh wow! 
So what was so China is um so what are they doing? They're sending regulators to the casinos. Yeah. What would to right. to to do what? To uh to monitor the casinos? I, they... I, I don't even know what that means. What what, what, what does it even mean? They're sending I don't understand. I'm with Joe. They're, I don't I don't understand this. They're they're gonna be in uh, I don't this is the the headline. I mean, they're getting in there and they're now analyzing. Obviously, maybe the profits and the stuff of, of casino but, operations. So, 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 so any any casino with property, investigating. So any casino with with properties in Macau is going to be subject to increased <laughs> regulation. Okay, I, that's that what you see. That's that's yeah. yeah that's how well, I, that doesn't I, sound good. Okay, I mean, it, again, it's the political aspect of it coming into an industry and further regulation. You know, like looking at companies that are making too much money and figuring out how not to make as much money. This is bad news again. So, I mean, this is just the common theme of investing in China. And you think, okay, Las Vegas Sands. And you warned me, Spencer, that Las Vegas Sands is a Macau property now. Yeah, it's yeah. not uh, Las Vegas. You know, maybe they should change their name to Macau Sands. But, you know, I, I just look at this and think there's another area where China's coming in and looking at profits and thinking these companies are making too much money. That's what I think naturally. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what I think. So it's scary to be an investor when you have the government actively coming in to try to figure out how you are making so much money and then trying to limit your profit in different ways through regulation. That's scary. Do you want me to go all philosophical on you? Uh, Socrates? Socrates? You ever so seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? He's so great. So great. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. Uh, okay. you seen that movie. Have you seen that one, Dennis? Mr. Old Movie Cult It's been guy? a long It's been time. a very long time. And I am talking years. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. George Carlin. I mean, look what they're doing. Like they're they're cracking down on like the gaming, right? Kids gaming, right? And where our kids are, you know, the gaming is out of control. Looks like they're cracking down on gambling, right? As we're opening up the world to the United States to gaming and to gambling. And I think they're, they're really like, they're just trying to do like a whole cultural shift here that, you know, it's going to, it's their plan for 25, 50, 75, hundred years. I mean, they're, I really is. I mean, I think everyone looks at these short-term things and stuff, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It seems that there's a there's a lot going on. I don't think it's what we're what we're seeing right now. I don't think is the like the ultimate outcome. I don't think that that's they're not trying to hurt the stocks. They have a bigger plan there. So okay, anyway, I think they are trying to hurt the stocks to a certain extent in some of these. They're trying like, to get rid I, of. I don't them. know if there is they're a trying to get plan. rid of gambling, gaming. Everything um, they are actively keep attacking. What about beverage companies? Do people companies. drink in China? They don't about... want people. They don't want a lot of co- private companies making a lot of money. Yeah, I, it, I don't know. He, it, here's it, what he... it, it's all a scary, a scary it thought. Is? This is why I continue to be underinvested in China now. Oh, Kathy um, said that it's she's underinvested in China now too. I, I, I was saying the whole time, all I got is Baba, but I forgot about Las Vegas Sands. And look, you know, just quietly, <laughs> I've got a half size position now in Las Vegas Sands. I get dinged again. So you, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. It seems like it's going to be a new sector every single day that they're hammering. So I don't know. Baba's come all the way back down to where it was, really. I mean, we're back down to the 160 area. Where is it? Is it back at 160 again? 
Come back down. Is this the time to come in or uh, now? Is it it just was last time. I don't know. It's coming down too many times. Yeah. Oh, man. I It just gets Tough. these. Come on. Where yeah. is my Baba? B-A-B-A. My charts? Nope, they're not dying. Wow. Back down 247 here. All right. So, Dennis, gold is flat now. So, I mean, it's, you know, when it's down eight, down five, and then it's flat, that's rallying to me. So, they're rallying gold off this, too. Weird. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, a couple more, couple more stocks uh, on my list here. Open Door is doing an offering. Uh, this was out there. Were, as Dennis said, there are actually there's a lot of secondary. every single day, but there's a secondary offering. 28 million shares in Open Door. Uh, that was from last night. Down here, huh? Yeah, off my city. So uh, that was on my list. Um, also on my list was um, a lot of like mobile um, stocks uh, or the app based stocks, which all kind of gave back their gains yesterday uh in relation to the apple epic ruling so uh zynga roblox bumble match those guys also on my radar is cinemark which is up again this morning cnk is up again everybody this thing had a great day yesterday it is up again in the pre-market session movie theater is so hot right now it's <laughs> disney the disney headlines were helping them though. i know but it's still up is my point yeah so it's, is it the next amc i don't think so i don't know <laughs> I don't know. AMC doesn't go away, so I have no idea how to trade that. I just don't. Uh, um, although I do trade AMC versus GME. I've talked about that before. Uh, okay, let, well, let's do five minutes of ticker time before I bring on our guests. So uh, drop them in. Uh, and where are we at on the like front? Guys, you're you're hurting me on the likes. We're, all, we're, we're actually at 10. This is how Spencer is graded. 10, 10, 10 so we I, I think I think we I think we're getting an anti like campaign. We have ten. We have ten dislike uh, dislikes today. Don't even talk about anti likes, Joel. Can't okay, okay. Ticker. Genie. Somebody's asking about Genie. I like Genie. I've said I like Genie. Mitch likes Genie. I like Mitch. I like Genie. So I don't know. I I actually like this pullback. So I would be a buyer of this pullback on GNI. I'm not. I have not bought GNI. Do I want to buy GNI? Yes. I had it at like. 18 or whatever. I should have never sold it. I like Genie. Genius Sports. We're talking G-E-N-I. Yeah, I got it here. Uh, I don't know. Five point move to I'm, I'm going to take the other side of the coin on that one. And I'm going to say. Are we come to the lunch bet? Nah. 21-12. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 21-12. Okay. Where are you, what are you proposing to me? I'm proposing that Let's it can get up towards a 24 again. So I'll say 24. <laughs> I'm giving you, you you took the edge on me on the other one, so I'm going to take the edge I'm on you. I'm feeling like you a launch. edge on Microsoft. So I'm going to give you 18. 18, on, 24. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm writing this down. Stop. After the bucket of I, I, sell I, off. I need, to write, I need to write this down. I need to write this down. No, I don't know about this one. Because look at this big red bar. I'm going to get an edge. You guys are no fun. How about we go a little shorter term here? No. I don't know where it's going. I like Genius Longer. I'm going out. I'm going out far. I'm buying a 21 right now. I'm, I'm looking at it. You know, I, I don't want. That. No, I don't know. I'm not going short term because I think you go back to 20 and then you get me or you go to back to that low of the moon two days ago to 19.10. I like the pullback. Uh, I, I like it if it can prove to me that it can get back to 21 and a half and hold 21 and a half. That that's that's the thing. I don't here. I'm just kind of touching it here. One, you know, uh, up day, down day. Oh, I, 21 and a half. That's my number for today. It's not It's not a nine star, but it's definitely up there. Right, Smooths well, are fading here. We couldn't find a reason. We couldn't find stocks going up, right? 
so they have to hit the spoons. Darn it! All right, well, cancel well, my do, order. Let's Monday's do a high. More. I let's knew they couldn't get it to Monday's high. Uh, Dennis, why don't you buy some more stocks? We're, we're, it it's to not a time to throw in the towel just yet, but okay. again, not, no, the high I, of the I saw day the is rip. in. I'm telling you, this is the market. We've said it before. You got to take your profits. You're a trader. You got to take them while you got them here because we're that shopping around. Yeah. There is not a hell of a lot of trend right now. If you're getting money and you're making 10% on your dip and the stock rips 10%, even like a firm yesterday. I thought about buying a firm. I was going to buy it if it oh. got down near 100 bucks. It didn't quite get there. It got to 103, I think, or 102 or 103. And then they just turned it around on a dime and they bought all the way up to 114. But if you're lucky enough yesterday to buy a firm at 104 bucks and it goes to 114 two hours later, you sell. Because this is the market that if you don't take your profits, the market will take them for you. And the, and and this is just what we're in. Buy the dip, sell the rep until further notice. That's my. What that's happened my on the open in that thing yesterday? It, mean, it, it, there was rumors of a secondary, and I'm not oh. sure. I'm not sure if it priced. I'm not sure if it was. I just saw it flying by. They're talking secondary, and that's why the stock got hammered. And I mean, absolutely hammered. My jaw was hitting it as it continued to drop. I was like, wow. And I, I was saying to myself, this comes down to a hundred bucks. I'm going to buy it. And it didn't quite get there. Um, is that still on the table for me? I would look at that low of the move now from yesterday, maybe trying that level. Um, yeah. So looking at the 102.30 low from yesterday, it gets down to there. I might strike. Am I buying it at 110? Hell no. It just rallied eight bucks on the lows. So is, can it go to 115, 120? It can, but it'll go without me. So I'm, I'm looking at the risk, trying to control off that 102. I kind of like the hundred though. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you guys uh, take it from here. Uh, and um, I'll be back with you, Spencer. At, uh, no, we'll talk yeah, to you at 930. Yeah, I got a lot of tickers to cover. We didn't get to cover a lot today. Dennis Gold, about to go over 1,800. All right. We'll talk to you guys All later. right. I have a brand new guest. I'm very excited to bring on uh, Shana Sissel. She is the Chief Investment Officer at Spotlight Asset Group and hands down one of like the most positive person on FinTwit. So uh, let's bring her on. Uh, Shana, good morning. Thanks good morning. for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I, I have to start with, let's just start with CPI here. I got to admit, I'm very confused. Um, I, I, I don't know what it means. Help me understand what, <laughs> what why is the market, I, I would have thought that the banks would go down. The, the, the tech stock's going up, I can understand, but the banks are going down. The CPI number came in a little bit light, lighter than expected. That's mm -hmm. Is that good news? I don't really even know. I think it is good news because okay. some of the things that declined uh, are things that were quote unquote transitory. So like used car sales, airfares. But I look at it sort of as, you know, these things were impacted by the Delta variant, uh, you know, um, used car sales. That, that was a combination of a lot of things, but like airfares, sporting right. event tickets, rental car prices. I don't know if you've tried to uh, get a rental car lately, but they I'm are too, insane. I'm, I'm too afraid to, to even look, frankly. It is it is so expensive to rent a car. Um, those numbers came down. Uh, so the X food and energy was really uh, positive, uh, much less than expected. With food and energy, you're still seeing some inflation, not as much as uh, expected. Um, it's still elevated. We still have uh, year over year inflation over 5%. 
But I think it gives the Fed cover uh, to not do anything, which I think they wanted. Uh, and uh, the market is positive for that because accommodative Fed is easy money, which means equities keep going up. That, that's that's the money line, right? It gives the Fed cover to not do anything. Uh, let me put you on the spot here. Uh, do, do, do you believe the numbers? Do I believe the numbers? Um, I think that inflation and the way that CPI and PPI are calculated are actually not great okay. reflections of inflation. And I've had this debate in the past. Uh, I would argue that for decades we've been largely deflationary because while, you know, the the calculations for these numbers are, you know, the traditional things that everyone buys, right? Like the big money purchases, the things that, you know, people really are willing to spend money on, mostly technology-based, have come down. And there's been so much disruption uh, in a, a bunch of different markets um, that I, I just don't think that that's captured in CPI and PPI. So okay. I think everybody here can say confidently that um, what the CPI number says and what you feel in like your wallet That's are not one in the same. <laughs> That's a great point. Inflation is so, it's so personal to, to mm -hmm. all of us, right? So it, it's, it's, it's hard not to roll your eyes at whatever headline number you see because if, if that doesn't match up with you, what you're experiencing when you go to the store, then it's like, why do I care? You're right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Um, yeah. As far as overall markets are concerned, wh where is your head at right now? Were, were, were you one of these people, uh, you know, buying buying some some puts to hedge yourself for a September correction, as people were doing apparently. Or are you, wh wh where is where is your head at right now as far as the overall market is concerned? So we're longer term investors, so don't we really worry about you know buying certain option contracts to hedge? If we're going to hedge, we're going to do longer term hedge with liquid alternatives or as some sort of alt contract. We do have a covered uh, call a buy right portfolio that we use, and we've actually sold a lot of our options because. Uh, it's been advantageous to do so, um, you know, because there has been a lot of activity in the option market that allows us to, you know, sell some of the contracts we had at, at huge profits. Um, but that said, um, I expect September to be flat like it usually is. It's the worst market, uh, worst month for the market historically. Uh, October tends to be the most volatile. So that means there will be some opportunities. But largely speaking, we're positioned the same way we have been for months, which is biased to quality and growth. We've increased value. Uh, so we have some energy in there. We have you know some materials, industrials, financials. Uh, but we like tech still. Um, I really like home builders. Uh, that's an area that we've been spending some time. Uh, super cheap, uh, really good fundamentals, quality there. Tell us more about the home builders because for 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 so many years after the after the uh, the financial crisis, they. They, it seemed they were they were gun shy, right? Uh, they were afraid to put themselves in the same position that they were in in 07, 08 in terms of oversupply. So they didn't build as many homes, and now we're stuck with this housing shortage. So explain your 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 bull thesis here for the home builders. Well, to your point, they they overbuilt 07, 08 because there was so much demand, and then they got stuck holding the bag when everything blew up. 
and the quality of the construction at that time was not great, uh, largely because they were just throwing houses up to meet demand. I think they all learned their lesson. And so now they're much less likely to uh, you know, build to meet demand. They're building to um, you know, somewhat meet demand, but they're never going to fill the gap, which is why we're seeing this crazy housing market. That and, and turn, also the fact that you, know, you can buy a house a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars more on average than you could 20 years ago and have a lower mortgage because interest rates are so low right. um so so all of those things kind of help the housing market and demographics so a lot of people don't realize this but the millennial and the gen z generation are one of the biggest demographic tailwinds uh to housing right now and in the next four years, the expectation is to meet the demand of this generation, which, by the way, was supposed to live in their parents' basement for the rest of their lives, if you recall, never have kids, never want to move to the burbs. Uh, as it turns out, that's a completely wrong a thesis in that uh, millennials and Gen Z are just like every generation before them. Once you have a couple kids, you're like, gee, I really need space and someplace to let my kid go outside because it's a real pain in the butt to take them to the park every time they want to go outside. And I speak from experience on this. Um, uh, so, you know, they want to get out, they want to have houses. So there's this huge, um, demographic tailwind, uh, that is, you know, low interest rates. And so the home builders have quite a bit of demand. There's about a million, um, house, uh, house shortfall in between the demand and what's out there and the, um, in the uh, existing home sales market. So builders have you know demand for what they're doing, but they're not gonna meet all of it because they wanna stay profitable, they don't wanna overbuild, and subsequently, uh, they've been really smart, but uh, of course, uh, that leads to this continued shortfall in housing. What's really interesting is that home builders are cheap. As a group, they're trading at about seven and a half, eight times uh, next year's earnings. And if you think about it, the market's at like 22, I think, uh, or 21 and a half or something like that uh, for the S&P 500. So they're trading incredibly cheap. Most of them have little to no debt, a growing demand for their product. And to me, this is a no brainer. And it seems like at least through my career, which has been you know 20 plus years, home builders seem to always disappoint. People always feel like they should be doing more. Uh, but home builders, as I look at the S&P Home Builders ETF XHB, it's up 32, uh, almost 33% this year. And uh, some of my favorite names like Lennar uh, up 30 uh, plus percent, DR Homes up 29%. I mean, they're all outperforming the market. Now, granted, they're not as sexy as some of these tech names that are up or you know, the meme names who are up thousands of percent, but I don't know. I take 30% over what the market's doing and uh, slow and steady and no one's paying attention at a seven multiple. But then the other side of that coin is I've got the XHB up on the screen is like, mm -hmm. you want to buy it now at 76, right? When like, yeah, you, sure. Here we go. Okay. I'm with you. But like, but they're trading at seven, it's seven, eight times earnings. You're right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can say what you want. It's above all its technicals. So, you know, it's got technical support. Fundamentals are crazy good, low debt, very low valuation multiples, strong cash flows. I mean, this to me seems like a no brainer. You know, we're talking about 76 on XHB. Show me some tech stocks and let's look at how much they've gone up. You know, it's just one of those things where like, 
I could argue that everything's expensive right now. P&G just hit a, a new all-time high yesterday at like $145. That's Procter & Gamble. And I, I just I just think that right now with a really accommodated Fed, easy money, strong demand, demographic tailwinds, home builders seem to me like a really interesting area of the market that I want to be exposed to. I thought fundamentals didn't, don't matter anymore. Well, I, I'm, I'm the person who argues that all the time, let's be honest. But the technicals also are supportive here. So when you have both fundamentals and technicals supportive, uh, that's a place I want to be. Question from our chat here. Do you like REITs? I'm not a huge fan of REITs per se. Uh, there are certain areas um, like I, the storage REITs are interesting. I think some of the... Um, um, storage facilities near um, um, ports are interesting uh, because we have this disruption and, and import-export uh, because of the pandemic. Um, I'm not a huge fan of commercial REITs, mortgage REITs. Uh, there's not a lot of opportunity out there unless you want to get into individual REITs and sort of uh, residential. Uh, but that would be the place I'd be most interested because residential REITs, Class A, Class B, multifamily um, apartment buildings. Those are really interesting. One of the areas of CPI that was uh, moving upwards was uh, cost of housing in terms of apartment rents. So, you know, that's, a, again, a tailwind that I think will continue as a result of just demand for housing. Uh, we're on with Shana Sissel. She is the chief investment officer of Spotlight Asset Group. And as she mentioned earlier, they're long-term investors. So, Shana, let me just ask you, because you, as, as you're part of your job, you are responsible for doing due diligence and research and investment mm -hmm. selection. Um, what is like one thing that 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 you think that that, that you do in your work, one one part of the uh, due diligence process that, that you think uh, most people, more people should be doing that maybe they're not? Uh, are we talking individual securities or are we talking managers? Because those are two different things. Uh, individual. We'll go individual security. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of people want to pay attention to either the fundamentals or the technicals, and they don't do a lot of combination of both. Right. I think a lot of fundamental investors don't understand technical indicators. I'm hardly an expert on them, but I understand the important ones. Um, and a lot of them will focus on, well, it's really cheap. The valuations and the fundamentals are, are supportive. And over the years, just doing due diligence on all sorts of different strategies and managers, the one consistent thing I've seen, especially with fundamental managers, is that small um, focus on just specific technical indicators could save them a lot of uh, heartache in being either too early or too late to the game. I love paying attention to momentum indicators with buying and selling because those kind of short-term indicators can really help me understand if it's the best time to get into or out of a stock, even if the fundamentals are really supportive. Great answer. We talk about it all the time on, uh, as well on this show. It's the fundies, the tech, technicals, and and but also both because they're just tools in your in your toolbox. Um, Shana Sissel, CIO of Spotlight Asset Group, as I said at the top, she's probably like one of the most positive people on FinTwit. Here's her Thank handle you. at Shana S21. Like most people are not nice on the internet. You, you are very nice on the internet. So, so I try to be. Sometimes it burns me, but I, I always try. Yeah. If somebody DMs me and they ask me questions or they're excited to talk to me about what they're doing in their portfolios, I always respond. 
Yeah. Always. I try to be real. I think that's really important. Like I want people to pay attention to what I'm saying on the markets and hopefully they, they don't think I'm an idiot. They think I add some value in that respect, but I also want them to realize like I'm a real person with like a real life and some days are great and some days aren't, but I'm no different than everybody else. And, and so I, I try to be open to anybody as long as they're nice to me. Um, I think there are definitely some people who have seen me uh, kind of go down the rabbit hole sometimes where I get really frustrated with people, but I always try to be respectful even when I'm debating. I just don't think there's any upside to to being nasty or being a troll on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I say that as someone who's like, you know, default is like snark, but like we, we, we should all be like 10% nicer. That would make life a little better. So, so, so Shana, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate your thoughts as always. Uh, we'll, we'll love to have you back again soon. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, uh, it is 9.14. Where are we on the like front? 479? Ugh, can we get to 500? Is is my question? Uh, can we get to five? I think we can. I, I think I think y'all can do it, um, and that would make my day a little better. Here's a rundown of the day, everyone. Uh, after me, uh, here you've got David Green going live nine twenty five till about eleven o'clock. We've got Spacks Attack. We've got Power Hour at one o'clock. We'll be doing two streams again. We've got Get Technical with Neil, but also we've got the Apple event. Um, I don't quite know how long it's going to go. I imagine it'll be like. And around an hour, but we don't really know. Uh, but that'll be one o'clock. The plan is to restream that. Uh, the roadmap at two o'clock today. If you don't know what the roadmap is, it is our new NFT show. It's been on for about a month now, maybe. Uh, there are some crazy. Someone in chat was talking about this earlier. There is some crazy stuff happening in NFT land. Um, Dennis, Joel, myself, we are not NFT experts. The guys on the roadmap, though, they are. NFT experts. So two o'clock Eastern time today, uh, right here, youtube.com slash Benzinga TV, also on Twitch, also on Twitter. Um, and, and it's every Tuesday and Thursday from, at, at, from, from two to three. So check out the roadmap. If you haven't already, they're always talking to some really cool people. Uh, and there's a lot of money being made. It is insane. Like, like the numbers being thrown around, seriously, I'm not even like the numbers being thrown around on these NFTs. Like, it, like it's dumb. A lot of it is stupid, but like it, it's a lot of money. It's kind of amazing. Anyway, so um, I gave the wrong Twitter handle. Oops, did I? I'm sorry, everyone. Hold on. I was saying I gave the wrong Twitter handle. Uh oh, did I not type it in right? Oh, I I missed a number. Sorry, guys. Here, I'll fix it. I missed a number. There we go. That is the correct Twitter handle for Shayna. I apologize, everyone, who I misdirected there. 621, not 21. 621 where, uh, where is, 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 is Shayna's handle. Um, yeah, uh, again, very nice person. Uh, just, you know, we could all use some positivity in our feeds, I think. So uh, Shayna S621, not 21 um, there. Sorry about that, everyone. Thanks for calling that out, whoever uh, mentioned that. And uh, Bob, thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. Um, okay, um, I think that'll be a wrap for me. There, uh, I think we got to most of the stuff today. Uh, reminder: Zoomtopia Zoom event still happening today. I saw Mitch talk about Crocs. Crocs Investor Day is today. Maybe some headlines out of them. 
don't really know, but you know, something to have on your radar if you're thinking about news catalysts. Uh, what else did I want to mention? No, I think that was it. Just watching the theater stocks again, as I said earlier. Um, watching tech now. Uh, you know, the the story of the morning. Now that we got the CPI number, was was that it was soft. It's good for tech. You want to see those gains hold, or whether they hold, or whether they reverse. So as I pull up an Apple chart here, go to a one minute chart. Right, story of the day is do these gains hold or do we reverse off the open? Well, Apple sort of has its own thing going on, but, you know, Amazon maybe is, is, is a better a, a better gauge there, Facebook even, right? Uh, Microsoft, right? So watching big tech uh, today, watching the banks as well, um, very hard to interpret these numbers and what they, like what they really mean for, or, or what the market thinks they mean, right? These CPI numbers. Um, I, th- I, I like what Shane has said. It does give the Fed cover to, to, to do nothing, which is, I, which is, I think, what the market wants, right? So there's that. Uh, fuel cell. Yes, fuel cell had earnings uh, this morning. Let's, let's do that right now. D- didn't cover fuel cell. Let's, let's do the fuel cell numbers real fast. Uh, EPS, $0.04 cent loss versus a $0.05 cent loss estimate sales of $26.8 versus $20.69 million. So an EPS beat by a penny. Sales beat by $6 million. We are trading higher in the pre-market. Oh, we're back in the $6 range of fuel cell. Let's zoom out go to a daily chart. See if anything sticks out to us. Not really. Um, oh, fuel cell. I'm sorry if you're if you're holding the bag in this. I, I, I am. This is not fun. Um, this is also a lesson in recognizing just when like the when the trend has has changed and when 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 like because fuel cell like this move right from two to 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 whatever what it gets to twenty seven right was insane right like everyone knew it didn't make sense at the time. Um, and it, it didn't matter what the news was, right? It was just going to go up regardless. And the same thing is is kind of the case now, right? If fuel cell could come out with like the best news ever, but it it, it doesn't really matter, right? Because the trend is has turned. So, I'm sorry if you're stuck in this one. Good report. Fundamentals are irrelevant in a stock like this, though. So, uh, yeah. We have any 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 daily support here or resistance? No, not really. It's that recent high from from the second six fifty six fifty nine. That's something, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, there's your full fuel cell report. That's kind of it on the earnings for today. Really, not much this week. Um, Oracle was kind of your 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 big report uh, for the week. Antonio's been asking about BP. Uh, it's going to move with oil, man. It's going to move with the rest of the sector. I I, I choose to look at. The leaders, I, I look at like the XLE or Exxon Mobil or Chevron. Those are like your 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 leaders uh, in energy, and BP is going to move with that, right? It's going to move with the price of oil, frankly. Um, so you know that's kind of my take on that. Oh, we we did fill that gap, interestingly enough, from mid August, right, the thirteenth to uh to to the sixteenth. Uh, next level. I yeah you got a you got a couple you got some some level we're actually right at this twenty five dollar area seems interesting because we got we got a high there we got two highs there and two lows there from early August that's interesting um next level to watch would be like that high from the eleventh right twenty six ten but yeah this, this chart this doesn't look terrible 
obviously we're watching to see watching for a moving moving average crossover here. The fifty day is your dark blue. Your two hundred day is, is your light blue. Uh, so those moving averages crossover. That would be something to to pay attention to. So, all right, it is nine twenty one. Everyone, that'll be a wrap for me. Actually, some housekeeping items before I go. Uh, our next event um, that we're doing, well, our next event is actually this Friday. We're doing our next all-access event this Friday from 10 to 2. But our next um, all-day event is going to be next week, the Electric Vehicle Summit. Let me pull up the webpage for you. I'm going to go to BenzingaEvents.com. Right? I'm going to go to the Electric Vehicle Conference Summit thing. Right? <laughs> on the 22nd okay we let's see who we got speaking right we've got the senior vp of innovation and growth at gm right we've got luminar right uh, uh over a dozen public companies right uh greenland tech foresight american battery technology right uh archimoto's there uh ayro is there i'll be there all day event next wednesday benzingevents.com to learn more and going further down the line our next in-person event is one month from today our cannabis capital conference it's a hybrid event it's going to be virtual and in person i will be there for it's a two-day event in new york august uh, August, october 14th and 15th again benzingevents.com to learn more see how you can attend uh two full days of cannabis content at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. Um, we we were on the cannabis uh, investing train uh, very early on as, as, as a business. This is like our 12th cannabis capital conference here. We bring together all the movers and shakers in the capital markets side of the industry, right? Kim Rivers and True Leave, right? Akerna will be there. Clever Leaves will be there. Urban Grow will be there. Sundial will be there. Uh, slang will be there. Names that if you're in, if you're into cannabis, names that you know, right? So again, cannabiscapitalconference.com. Um, no free samples, Bill. No free samples. Sorry, it's not that kind of conference. Maybe one day. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, what, are we at 500 likes? We're at 500 likes. I'm happy enough with that. The goal tomorrow will be a thousand. Uh, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to my guest, Jane Sissel. Thanks to all of you in the chat on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch. All 2,000 of you watched the show today. Appreciate you. David Green is going to be live in a moment. I'm going to end the stream and I'll redirect to him. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Good luck. Stay green. Stay filled. And I'll see you later. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.